0: That's solid. That's not veneer, that's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
1: From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry
0: Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode seven of the Todd Berry Podcast. Seven episodes, people. Seven episodes. This thing is going on for a long time. If I'm seven in, we're not stopping anytime soon. Today I talked to Rachel Feinstein, who's really funny and is a friend of mine. So have a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. My guest today in my kitchen, it's... uh. Probably the nicest day in New York in the past 16 years. (laughs) And what better thing you want to do in the middle of the day than to go into my kitchen which I still shouldn't be using to record this in, but I don't want to have to. <laughs> Why not be here doing the Todd Berry podcast on the one nice day in the past 16 years in New York? It's like 63. It's sunny. Anyway, Rachel Feinstein is here. Is it?
1: It's not Feinstein, is it? It is Feinstein. It is Feinstein. Yeah. But everyone calls you Rachel Feinstein. They do. Actually, I was at uh, Cap City. I'm not, I hate to just start bragging and name dropping <laughs> right away, but I was just working in Austin, and the host brought me on, and he goes... Please welcome Rachel. And then he panicked and he could, clearly couldn't remember my last name. And he said Rachel Levine. He just picked any <laughs> just, Jew name. You <laughs> just saw him scanning. <laughs> He's going reaching. like Cohen, Levine,
0: Anglestein. <laughs> That's. I feel bad that I've been calling you the wrong name, and you're my friend, and I've known you for. 15 years
1: That's an ugly uh, component Of our relationship
0: <laughs> But you never Correct people though Everyone calls you Rachel Feinstein don't
1: they? No I really don't care at all It you just seem, it all. seems like Fe- I'm Feinstein, Feinstein Feinstein's so close Who's gonna get upset And I've always thought My name was pretty heinous Anyway so
0: Really Um yeah. Rachel Feinstein is here on the really nice day in New York, <laughs> instead of uh, Rachel Feinstein. You were just in Austin? I was. How did that go?
1: Uh, it was really fun. I love Austin. It's like one of the places that I actually like to go when I'm on the road, and yeah, it's a great... They support comedy a lot there, and everybody comes out, and you know, they know and like Rachel Levine in Austin. <laughs> they want to. part so of it. So what co-
0: did you do? Let me backtrack now. When you... Because I've had MCs bring me up and they blank on my name. Mm-hmm. I've probably had them get, say the wrong name. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Politely correct him, or did he catch himself? He
1: knew as he was doing it. He knew that wasn't my name. That's what was so funny about it was that he was like, it was sheer panic, and he was just like, as he was shaking my hand, he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. It was just such a funny choice. It's like I can't remember this name, this person's name, so I'm gonna just get a basket out in my mind of Jew names and just that weave through it and grab one really fast. It was a very funny answer that he that he decided. I mean, it just it was an interesting patch-up job. Yeah, he, he guess, just was so like Jew name,
0: Jew name, like Jew name. <laughs> Stood out more than your actual name. Yes, it's June. I know it's a June name. Uh, Levine, that'll work. I mean, it might as well be Levine, right? What's the difference? They're both clearly very Jewish names.
1: Rachel, moneylender.
0: <laughs> did uh? No, you did Cap City in Austin, and they have. Do they still do? I haven't been there in a while because I do. Mm-hmm. I do Large the arena the there. there. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> I just haven't been there a while. It was good place. The
1: arena. Stuff. I did
0: the arena there. Everyone knows that. Do you, mm-hmm. um, they still have like the small room and then the big room? Mm
1: hmm. See, I was like the small room. i liked the small room better i like that small peasant room when you first walk in <laughs> um i find it kind of calming i like a small room in general with low ceilings just because it feels more intimate than like those large sort of banquet hall style rooms where there's like a sadness to it and it feels like you're in like a large lunch right. auditorium or something yeah
0: i just feel like the smaller the room more likely it's just people who like me
1: yes and As that opposed- too. big
0: room i feel like oh we got to fill this big room
1: yeah the worst i've been ever ever been heckled was uh at this it wasn't really the worst, but they hated me the most but um I was doing some room in Levittown, one of the governors in Levittown. It was like the large, high ceiling. There was just such a hollowness and an emptiness to it, even though, and it, was filled, even though it was full and it, of a lot of people that didn't relate to me. And, uh, yeah, this one lady started screaming at me. She was an older woman. And she goes, you're terrible, and I can't relate to anything you're saying. <laughs> anything. <laughs> that's, that's
0: just amazing when people... Like, if someone thought that and then just quietly got up and left... Yeah. Like, all right, I get it. It wasn't for you, but like <laughs> You're terrible, <laughs> I can't relate to you.
1: Yeah, because I can't relate to, to you is the part that's, that's the reason why she's not having a good time. And, and and really, it's a very reasonable reason not to have a good time. But why would you be I furious know. at someone for not being able to relate <laughs> to like,
0: <laughs> Oh, I guess I should launch into my non-terrible stuff that you can relate to. I was saving that for the finale. A, just hang tight. I have a, an hour of stuff specifically designed for you, woman who yells out. And some being heckled, some of being heckled by an old person. It's really like you should know better, you know? Like yeah. A, a drunk young fool, are you? You're like eighty, and you're like, Just I'm eighty, and people. I'm yelling at comedians while they're on stage.
1: I can't relate
0: to you. But uh, did she leave?
1: She she didn't leave. No, she stayed. Um, but actually, it's funny you say that because some of the the worst I've been heckled has always been by really old people. I don't know. I think maybe there's something about like uh, there is. They're wrong to do it And they should know better Um I think it's also though It's like something about They're in the winter of their life They're in the last Rattles before death And they make They hoist themselves outside And they make themselves go out And when they don't get Their good time They're fucking furious You know
0: That's true they, yeah, Like I they, guess.
1: they they they, they pulled it together and there's something saddest but this old couple out even their little outfits and their choices that they've made and they've somehow gotten themselves to my show they can't relate to a single thing I'm saying it's not funny and they're fucking they're furious
0: and then you know they have some Florida condo where some atrocious comedian maybe not that that was a general I know good people who work condos (laughs) but I just can only imagine the kind of act that she relates to because it'd probably be like a ventriloquist or something. And then you like, yes. oh, so you relate to a, a puppet.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then they would say on the way home, that's a show. You know, that is a show. That's entertainment. When she was vulgar. So she didn't leave, though? She didn't leave, no. They, they, they I think once they get themselves in the chairs, they just. I like love when to they relax. don't
0: leave, though. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not liking this, but I'm going to continue by choice to not have this good time. <laughs> no, or you're to right. have That's this bad confusing. Time.
1: <laughs> it is confusing. So you can, you're free to leave.
0: Uh, so you you did what six shows in Austin?
1: Yes, yeah. Um, it was fun. I like I like Austin a lot. Um, I uh, I also was doing. Um, uh, speaking of. Uh, heckling. There was one thing I wanted to show. other thing I wanted and to share. War. This is war stories. Um, <laughs> I was in Connecticut at Foxwoods, and this guy fell asleep in the middle of my show in the front row. <laughs> he was just gently resting, and then he got up in the middle of of my set, and he was kind of angry and you know a little confused and and feeling a little hostile when he got up because he didn't know where he was, and he looked at me and then he just loudly went like. Shh. <laughs> So he just shushed me. Like all of a sudden he got up.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to sleep in the front row of a showroom during a show. And you have to sit there, stand there, keeping me awake with your show, your scheduled show. (laughs) That's, that's, That's funny. That's almost hard to even get mad at. That's such. It
1: a, was like, very funny. Because even he would probably
0: be like, "Oh, that was." Once he woke up, he'd probably be like, "Oh, that was kind of ridiculous." Like, I told her to shush. You know, Trying to sleep. I get people sleeping. It's not an unusual thing. There was someone in Vermont the other day sleeping. Just, I know I have one of those voices and one of those acts. Now I have one of those voices. I think that people find soothing and boring. It is.
1: It's very calming.
0: Yeah, but. It's always it's always a um, a rough call whether to point out the sleeping person. It's good because it's an, it's an easy laugh because you if is,
1: you're going to shame yeah. someone, it, it
0: might as well be someone who's sleeping. Is, yeah. But then you feel then you realize, wow, I, you're not really bothering me by sleeping.
1: It doesn't it doesn't bother me too. Yeah. It's kind of it's funny. Not like when you're on your cell
0: phone. You. It's like you're just all right. You fell asleep. <laughs> but they sometimes you know they don't have a. I always try to find out like why, like, if they're like, hey, I worked in a warehouse for 12 hours today and then came straight to your show, then go, like, all right. But yeah. it's just like, I woke up at noon and I just, I don't know. Now I'm falling back asleep
1: <laughs> during your show. You do wonder how their day launched off and where it started and that they ended up sleeping
0: in a comedy show. It isn't curious. I mean, I've fallen asleep at movies and maybe even, I don't know if I've ever, I've never watched a comic long enough to fall asleep at them. <laughs> but, so, you did six shows and, uh, yeah. Did you, uh, did you, what do you, what did you do during the day?
1: Um, actually, I got out of my room, which doesn't always happen. I mean, I try to explore when I can, but a lot of times I just end up laying around the hotel. Um, but this weekend I, I got to, I went to go write and hang with some other Austin comics. Lucas Melendez is really funny and he lives there. I like him. And, uh, and then this, the bartender at the club took me um, for a walk around the reservoir. We had a lovely day together. <laughs> he's a fun guy. He was pointing at all the guys he thought were hot. Um, oh, wait, yeah. is that the, um... Mark. He's the bartender at, yeah. Oh, he's been there a while. He's been there many years. Yes,
0: yeah, so I know who that and is. And he
1: was so lovely. He came to pick me up. He took me on this whole little tour. And then we went out to lunch together. And, um, yeah, we just talked about hot guys in the reservoir. <laughs> It's another day on
0: the road, hot guys in the reservoir.
1: He's like, that's my type, not my type, that's my type, not my type. How many guys? I started getting so curious for some reason about what his type was that I can't stop thinking about it now. I look on the streets and I'm not even able to, you know, tell if I'm aroused by men. I just try, first I try to figure out whether they would, uh, they would appeal to Mark.
0: Mark then? (laughs) So if you're walking around like New York City and you say, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but there's this friend of mine, Mark in Austin. He, you're his type. <laughs> would you like to go to Austin to meet him? <laughs> I know that's a lot. I just dumped a lot on you while you're walking home from Whole Foods.
1: And then if you thought somebody was hot, you'd go, back, arms, arms back. Like, he would say what part of the body he, he thought was hot, and I'd just really quickly look for arousing arms and back, and yeah. It was an interesting uh,
0: was way a run. It's weird that someone who was that into guy watching would take you to a, a reservoir where there's probably... Well, Harder. there's a lot of
1: joggers. A lot of joggers. Shirtless oh, okay. joggers, yeah. So I think that was part of the reason why he wanted to go over there.
0: That sounds like a, it just sounds like a weird, like, Hey, you're in Austin, and want to get some barbecue? Let's go to the reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the place where they keep all the water.
1: <laughs> and stare at the well-oiled men as they
0: So jump. you don't, uh, you like to explore. I like to explore also.
1: I try to, you know, and, and um, you're always good about that. And I, I always get to see you in coffee shops and stuff if I'm on yeah, the road. And I hit either. the
0: coffee shops. Um,
1: what else do you do? I need suggestions
0: do I, do? I Oh sh- The cops are coming Because this podcast is too good <laughs> And they want to <laughs> arrest us
1: they know yeah. we're not playing by the rules They know <laughs> we're taking risks here And they wanted to stop <laughs> Like, this podcast
0: is so spicy We're going to turn on our loudest, loudest sirens
1: Remember that time we were trying to come up with improv group names And you came up with some really good ones um, You said tie the knot, but it would be spelled N-O-T <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that <laughs> scrambled, scrambled eggs was another one Which doesn't make any sense, but I always thought it was very funny You came up with scrambled eggs Oh, was it mine? Oh, alright
0: <laughs> Tie the knot? That is good Yeah, it's great now, I want to use that.
1: We, one day we were on, on the road somewhere and we were coming up with one woman show names and and, uh, and improv group names. I I think my one woman show was going to be um, about how many abortions can one woman have. <laughs> dot, dot, dot seven. Uh, <laughs> and then all the way to Raven back again. And then uh, with a sort of a you do the math expression, we decided that we kind of designed the imaginary posters as well. You could do it. That is a great. Big Apple, Big Problems. <laughs> that would be a- that would be a great uh,
0: one-woman show, the seven abortions. And then you could, it could be like one of those ticking <laughs> clock things. Where, like someone someone walked by with a card and says, Abortion number two, like one of those boxing girls.
1: That would be a perfect
0: Abortion number first three. first
1: adult card.
0: And then it's one of those things, like for someone like me with a short attention span, I'd be like, oh, okay, we're four abortions in. This is We're, gonna, we're not going to be here much longer. <laughs> Why don't you do that? Have you ever thought of doing a one-person show?
1: I have, I've thought about it and talked about it and not done it.
0: I'm so classy, I said one person, I didn't even say one woman show when you are a woman, because mm. I'm just so afraid of being sexist.
1: You you never sexualize me, that's one this thing I said. I nothing about you. one
0: woman show, No, you're <laughs> one woman doing a show. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, I'm, have you thought about doing that?
1: I have, I've thought and talked about it for a long time, and I've thought about different things I'm going to do, and then I never end up doing it, because I'm always afraid, like, not that people aren't going to come, and then there's just, like, there's something so sad about, like, a sparsely attended one person show, you know, and there's only, like, seven people there, or something, and that's my fear.
0: Well, that might happen a couple of times, but it's exciting though when people do show up.
1: Yeah, it would it would. And be then great. you know
0: that they're actually like they read about your show,
1: they and they would know that you heavily promoted it on Twitter.
0: Yeah, or that they didn't get <laughs> they didn't get you know it's not like a comedy club where they they won right. in quotes ten tickets for their office. Um, yeah, <laughs>
1: you should do it. I'd like to. I think. And I then you could bring it to like Edinburgh and. And then, I, and then I, you, I talked. I think I talked to my agent about something about it once, or my manager or something, and they were like, "Oh, it's all, it's all, it's got to be short now. Everything's got to be short." And you know, they gave me something. I don't know. They gave me some speech like that. Like it's got to be a five-minute web something. And but nothing has to be. You know, you can make real things. But sometimes people in the business of show tell you that you can't do anything.
0: <laughs> it takes some time. Or well, it's because they don't have time. To- yeah, you're they right. don't. Like they don't. They're like. Uh, your show's an hour. I don't want to watch an hour.
1: <laughs> You're right. It's because they don't want to come. God like damn it. I
0: just figured that out. I've scheduled 11 different sh- things to do at 8 o'clock on, on Thursday. So I was going to pop in, catch four minutes of your show. Hopefully it would have been done in those four minutes. <laughs> and then I was going to run over to my eight other clients' shows. <laughs> but you should do a show. And I then should. you can get reviewed. And then it's like... And you do all those characters.
1: Yeah, I thought about it a lot and not done it, so I should stop repeating how much I've thought about it. But
0: I feel like if you get anything out of being on my show today, it should be a one woman show called I've what Was it called? I've had seven
1: abortions. How many abortions can one woman have? Dot 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 seven. <laughs> seven in these it's gotta be um, that's funny because you gotta have like
0: like a split screen kind of postcard with what, the first one would be like the inquisitive, like, how many abortions? And then the dot, 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 which bleeds over into the uh, the line dividing the two pictures, the border. And then your eyes lit up because you have the answer. Maybe you'd be holding do. up seven fingers.
1: I might be seven abortions in. Seven fingers. But nonetheless, that would, you each really one should do this. could be less pleasant I hope
0: no one steals this title from you.
1: Yeah. It would be fun to do a one woman show and just call it that. And obviously, there'd be no—I actually haven't had an no, abortion I mean, yet. I'm pregnant now, not for people, long. But
0: people, I would go see that show. Like if I saw a postcard for that, mm-hmm. I would go see that show based <laughs> on the title and the postcard that I just designed. Yeah. People don't do postcards like they used to, do they? No, they don't. I remember that when I've done one and two man shows, we always. There was always that, there was this poster, this postcard printing place <laughs> where you had to get 5,000 was the minimum run. It was like the place the UCB recommended. You, you get, did
1: that one with you and Jonathan? I did one with yeah. this guy,
0: yeah, Jonathan Groff, not the actor Jonathan Groff, the Conan writer Jonathan Groff. And then I did one solo, but it's not about me, but I just remember going to pick up these postcards and you're just like, 5,000 and then you'd just be walking around and you're like, you end up giving out like. A hundred of them You just always have them And I remember I, I gave one to a guy And uh, a friend of mine I ran into In the East Village And he called it the uh, he, he goes That's the East Village Handshake is, <laughs> handing a, is handing someone A postcard For your one person show And uh, I was like You're correct <laughs> So Austin Where else have you been lately?
1: Um, Austin uh, San Diego Did you like San Diego? Uh, yeah, I was at the American Comedy Company is the name of the... Is that a nice place? C- club. Yeah, it's a really nice club, and the staff was pretty nice. And, uh, yeah, I, I liked San Diego a lot. I kind of thought it was going to be like a little vanilla or sterile or something, or someone had sort of described it that way. I would had it been there since I was a kid, actually. But, but I liked it, and the crowds were really good. And, um, yeah, and that was a pretty, a pretty fun week. There was this guy... I have sort of like I probably I don't know if I should talk about it, but I have kind of a vague stalker, but and he did he did drive to the show in San Francisco. So when they drive sometimes it can be a little scary, the long drives, you know, that
0: came Yeah. <laughs> I just drove seventeen hours to see him.
1: Not from like a big like a solid fan, but from from someone where you know it's a little bit unstable.
0: <laughs> I think there's <clears throat> excuse me, I think there's a different level of stalker. I think there's the sort of the uncomfortable The uncomfortably Overly into you fan? Yes, yeah That might be a case Where it's like all right, Maybe I would have driven I mean I know When I was younger I would drive Mm -hmm. To see concerts For a long time If some band Wasn't coming to Florida But I don't know When it's like a You know You don't necessarily Want to Like a 38 year old person Driving 11 hours To see you
1: Yeah But He's made a lot of collages, too. He's made a collage? Oh,
0: you should have told me that, yeah. (laughs) I'm calling... So I'm calling he, puts faces he puts my
1: face on collages He puts us in different fun-loving situations yeah. together And he sends them to me
0: That's it's, usually the red flag with someone When someone's like, hey, I brought you something <laughs> Oh, <laughs> You just want to like Take it with like rubber gloves And just like, I don't want to get my own fingerprints on this
1: Because
0: we're going to be getting your fingerprints off this <laughs>
1: sure.
0: So he, he came by himself?
1: Yeah, oh yeah yeah, he was alone. And the funny thing is, this isn't the first collager. Like there've been a couple <laughs> of collaging men, and there was a collaging guy a few years back. This that the first collager was kind of funny because I know was not a word, but he made a series of collages, and um, and then he changed his name on Facebook to my last name, and and he listed me as his sister, which was interesting because he he seemed to like have like a sexual thing with me but he also listed me as his sister so there's a cocktail of problems going on it's <laughs> a collage of problems <laughs> a collage you're right and so then he tagged me in a bunch of pictures of him and me or he take pictures of my um, Comedy Central uh, special and put his face next to them and um, and, like, as if he was on stage with me at this special, just hanging out, like, with his arm around me. And then he tagged me in a lot of these pictures on Facebook. And my brother's, a few of my brother's friends wrote some comments underneath them, like, like, wow, like, be careful, Rachel. Like, this guy seems, you know, buckshot insane. And, and then he started talking some shit and having fun with it. But I was like, it was a little nerve wracking because they were encouraging. Yeah, yeah they were wrapping It's hard to know up. in
0: that yeah. situation where he's like, hey, this will make her laugh. Or if he's... Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So let's... So the collager shows up... Yeah. In San Diego. Uh Uh-huh. And...
1: He kind of weirdly, like, I, I shook his hand after my show, and he sort of weirdly uh, leaned in and kissed my ear. It was troubling. Uh-huh. There was an ear kiss. And then uh, I sort of lunged backwards, and and that was the extent of our interaction. He seemed wracked with regret about, you know, going ahead and making, the, taking the plunge. That's what you call <laughs> kissing someone's ear, taking Did the plunge.
0: Did you, uh... Okay. I want to hear about these other collagers. Huh? Mm-hmm. So there's been more than one person who... There's
1: been a couple of collagers, yeah.
0: Do you hang out after you? show? Are you... Are you accessible after the show?
1: Yeah, I usually hang out and say goodbye to everybody And usually men never hit on me after shows Or anything like that But um, this, unless there's somebody If I do get some sort of attention It's usually somebody that's seen me on TV or something And they've emailed me And then they finally come out to the show You know, um, or I'll get emails from people But I don't know if other, like, comics Or female comics often will say this But guys don't, yeah, come up usually And, like, hit on me after shows or anything like that
0: I've heard a lot of female
1: comics say that. Yeah, it never it never happens actually, almost never. They're but I scared. hear guys get a lot of a, a tremendous manifests after shows. Off. Oh gosh, it's just stacks of
0: <laughs> I know, and no collages either. They just goes, "Hey, let's not
1: waste. <laughs> he died. <Doc, laughs> you know, just insert yourself inside me right now."
0: So you were in San Diego. And where are you going? You I looked at your tour dates. You you're pounding the road.
1: I I am I'm beating the road. Um, I'm in Dallas uh, next, and uh, I don't remember where I am actually after that. But I'm in Dallas next. I often don't find out. Do you find out like ahead? Of, like, do you think about it? And a lot of times I don't think about the details of the trip until I get on the plane and I read the mm. advance email. Like I don't see I'm anything. The com-
0: I'm the complete opposite. I first thing I find out is. like What's the hotel? Like, if it's a place, if it's a gig where they're giving me a hotel, what's the hotel? Immediately look it up. Mm -hmm. Trip advisor it. (laughs) Look at the ratings. Make sure my frequent flyer numbers are in all the things. So you you show up and you don't even know anything, like where you're staying, right?
1: I usually don't.
0: I know other people like that. I don't, I never, like, I usually know. I can tell you where I'm playing, where I'm staying. Without even looking at any notes,
1: I just hurl my body there and then I just like find out the information as I'm stumbling off the plane. What if they have you ever complained about uh, accommodations? Yes, yeah, no, that's that can be a problem, you know. Lately, like it's been it's been better, but but uh, when I was featuring, sometimes I mean, they, they'll do anything, they don't care, you know. But like one time, they put me in this hotel that was like, well, I as a woman, like if you're in the bottom floor and there's an outside entrance it is kind of scary. Yeah, that's
0: kind of my uh, one general, but I don't always stick to, like, requirements. Like, the hotel door can't open out to the street.
1: I think it's fair. Because
0: then you're at a motel. Yes. Not that I won't, but there are a handful of, like, hipster, cool, renovated right. hotels that break that and are really nice. But as a general rule... You don't want someone to be able to walk off the street and knock on your door. Yes. You want them to have to walk into an elevator, then knock on your door. (laughs) So have you, have you, have you done the thing where you call up and you go, I need, this is not going to work for me.
1: I've done, you know, I haven't actually gotten myself out of a hotel, but I've just, in the middle of the stay, but I, there's clubs where I'm like, I'm not going back there again because I fell into a low grade depression at that hotel and it was just unacceptable. So I've said that, you know, there's a club I did a while back and, and they put me in some rancid place and I was like, and then they wanted me to come back and I'm like, I'm not going to go back there unless they put me in something that's not actively horrifying. Have you stayed in many condos? I have stayed in a couple condos, and they they kind of gross me out, you know. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Even the ones, there's like one that I stayed at semi-recently that was nice, but for the most part, even when they say, oh, no, our our condo's nice. It's like, oh, it's not. You still show up, and they're like, there's like a leftover bag of Funyuns from the last comic (laughs) who was there. And, they, you know, maybe they neatly chip clip it or something but you're still like this is still walking into someone's it's like breaking into someone's apartment and staying <laughs> that's how
1: it feels, it's gross
0: I, I know
1: and then I was, like, I was on the road in a condo, and they had one of those books that all the comedians can sign. And it just turned into a series of, like, just like, drawings of dicks. Just everybody just went in there and were just like, add another dick to this one page. So there was just one page just stuffed with dicks. And I was just so depressed that weekend. And I was just sitting there staring at that dick collage. It's like, why didn't I make a better choice? <laughs>
0: so that, uh, that's almost you can almost bring a lawsuit you are know, like hi you put me up in a place where there was a dick collage
1: I, I guess it wasn't a collage you know I mean, we're saying the, collage again I we just, are saying it again I realize I should have found a better better word I know what they're going to say about me in the reviews now
0: <laughs> They're going to the, say, when geez, podcast, podcast the same monthly <laughs> comes out I don't think anyone's reviewed this podcast well actually podcasting some
1: reviewer gazette is going to say
0: <laughs> two and a half stars enough with the collages Yeah Rachel was really Going around in circles So where are you going next You're going to Dallas Have you been to Dallas
1: I have been to Dallas um, And and the crowd The crowd was pretty good At this this club Where I'm working So hopefully it'll be fun And I'm home For like a week and a half So I'm happy right now
0: do you bring your own opener, opening acts?
1: No, you know, like, they often, I often don't get to do that. You, you should know? try to do that. Locally, they let me do it more often, but when, I think maybe my agent just doesn't want to deal with it or something, because I'm always asking to bring features, and he's like, oh, you can't at this place, or you can't at that place, and it would make it such a better time. Oh, do you, who do you bring it. on the road? I brought you on the road. Yeah, you brought me a bunch. You were oh. the first person to really bring me on the road, to really? show me what the road was about. Really? Really? One of the first people, yeah. You, John Heffron, uh, and uh, Billy Burr would give me a lot of my opening dates when I started. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> it was really nice. You were one person that you would just say that you were going to do something, and then you would just do that thing. That's something that's always been nice with you. What yeah. Do you you're mean? like, oh, I should, whatever, talk to this person about you. And people say a lot of nonsense. And, you know, and they talk a lot of shit and then you never hear from them again or whatever. So what
0: you're saying is I've helped your career immensely.
1: Yes. And you owe me. I do. Oh, (laughs) wow.
0: You didn't have to say all that.
1: You'd be like, oh, I should recommend you this thing. And and it's funny because you say it in your soft, mild Todd Berry voice. Hey, I should recommend you for this thing. (laughs) It seems like you'll never remember that. It's just like it's a (laughs) wafting part of a dream you once had. Do you think if I said it louder? (laughs) You don't say it in a commanding voice, (laughs) which is confusing.
0: He whispered that he was going to help me out, so I don't think that means he's going to actually help me out. If he had yelled it like a lunatic, (laughs)
1: then,
0: then I would know that,
1: man, this guy is serious. But you would then go do that thing. A week later, there'd be a call from that person or that thing or that place, and it would happen. Ah. And I'd say to myself, that's character, I'd say. <laughs> that is a man of character.
0: A guy, he doesn't do characters, but he has character. <laughs> that's going to be my new slogan. Mm. Do you, um...
1: Why did I say collage too much? I ruined not,
0: everything. That's okay. It's a, part of your, it's a part of your being. It's part of what what you're all about. And But you should bring someone... You should bring your own opening act if you can, because, A, you're helping someone out. That's not really A. You're helping yourself out.
1: Yeah. You no, but it feels good to be able to do it. You know what they do. Locally, I do it a lot. You don't but.
0: have to have that. Do you ever get someone who where you're just like, why did you think that person... I've gotten that before at a comedy club where you're like, so do you just, like, you don't think about the whole show? You just go, hey, that guy's a comedian, and that guy's a comedian. We'll have that guy open for that guy, even though the first guy will put them into such a state of dummyness <laughs> that when Todd goes up there with his brilliant, <laughs> subtle, quiet comedy, <laughs> he's going to have a difficult time. But do you ever have someone who's just... Uh, you
1: like to go up after people that um, compare races and how they have different behaviors. <laughs> I, I heard that was... You know a couple of stipulations for your opener. You all, like to talk only... about how different races drive differently. And but stuff
0: have like you that. ever... Um, She's joking. But do you ever... God, these sirens. I shouldn't point them out. People just... This is a New York gritty podcast. This isn't L.A. in a, some studio where you wouldn't hear sirens go by
1: because
0: they would know how to do a podcast. This is New York, baby. This is a kitchen.
1: It's uncut. It's, it's ugly. Uncut. You should see the things that are happening around us right now. Except
0: for the ten parts of this that I'm going to cut out, but you won't know about it. This is an uncut podcast but we were talking about bringing so you, have you had someone where it's just like you're sick to your stomach because every night you oh have to god. watch this person yes
1: yes just horrifying like where you're just like oh god this is so awful to follow you know
0: and then you don't want to say anything because then it well you kind of do want to i think it's good to say something but then you're afraid of like oh i'm looking like i'm looking weak
1: yeah, or like, or you know, I feel like an asshole or something like telling them how to do their, you know, I I, I have I never do, and then I always regret it. And no, then I, you feel great. I got I've got to start saying things because sometimes just,
0: just saying no to things like yeah, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> Is it, it might seem like the wrong thing to do, but it always feels better. <laughs> it always feels better when you go. Oh man, I because do you get a lot of um like Facebook requests to do my do you want to do my little show? And,
1: yes. Yeah. I don't, like, if I'm in town and I have time, I'll do little shows around town on, uh, you know, outside of doing club spots and stuff. I think it's, it can be nice. But then sometimes you'll go to places that are just, like, somebody recently asked me to do their show. And again, I should have done the Todd Berry and checked it out. I should have pulled the Todd Berry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what the Todd Berry is in this situation, but.
1: You have the corner market on (laughs) looking at some place before you go there or Googling it before you go there. I think you were the person that invented that idea. (laughs) But um anyway, so I went to this place and it was just like a restaurant where people were mounting a comedy show in the middle of it. people trying to eat their meals. I did that a long time ago and yeah, I don't first have to started I shouldn't do that. Like, shouldn't do that. Yeah. It. Yeah.
0: Where was this recently? Yeah. In New York?
1: Uh, yes, it was in New York, but I don't want to call out this guy's show for being awful. Okay. But yes, I will it was ask awful. You,
0: when I shut off this mic, even though I don't think there's an <laughs> off switch on this mic, I think you have to yank it out of the computer. That's how you turn it off. I will find out that show, I, and then I will never do that show.
1: Yeah, people were eating their meals, and then, and then they were annoyed, and then the comics were attacking them, the host, for, you know, for kind of talking but that was a situation where they were in a restaurant they shouldn't have mounted a comedy show in in the middle of this place where people were trying to eat
0: yeah i did i did a show a long time ago long time ago with ray romano mm-hmm. and some other person this was 20 years ago and it was at a kosher restaurant where they were i would remember the name if i remembered the name <laughs> if someone said the name i go yes that's it <laughs> but it was just one of those things where yeah where they people didn't even know there was a comedy show and they're sitting there eating their kosher food and uh, which I'm sure was delicious <laughs> and then there's all of a sudden like this comedians on stage three feet from them and they like, why are you doing this like and they're looking at her eating and then they're just kind of they're confused. They're not even like <laughs> bad audience members like they had no intention of being an audience. An
1: audience member so I you know you can't even
0: be mad at them. You're you like can't. Yeah, I know you just came out to eat and <laughs>
1: Maybe they're on a date Maybe they came out To discuss something Maybe they're having A tough day yeah. And they needed a friend And they went out For a meal It's not It's not appropriate Yeah, yeah. It's not an appropriate situation And you can't yell at them If they're not paying attention <laughs>
0: I know But I mean You should still yell at them But Yeah it's weird Because then you're like
1: Because in any other show I say audiences You have to be quiet And pay attention I hate it when people Act like small children And they just Wild assholes Will talk in the front row Or be on their phones It's not acceptable but this is different because they they went out to eat and then suddenly somebody's yelling at them for <laughs> being a dickhead because they're not paying attention to some sort of a pop up comedy show in the Italian restaurant that they, did they really guy, dine at. The
0: guy pay you for the show?
1: Yes, I think he gave me like twenty bucks or something like that.
0: Um, I will be asking about the show. Have you worked overseas?
1: Uh, yes, I work. I did a military tour in Korea. Oh, but, that's right. What was that yeah. like? That was really fun. That was some of, That was probably the best time I've ever. Well, you had did. In the world. If I
0: remember, I remember now. I'm remembering you telling me about this. You kind of did one where you weren't like staying on a base. You, they put you up at like a Marriott, and then you. Oh, yeah, it was
1: ridiculously nice. It was not, it wasn't like... You are like on a, on a helicopter. <laughs> I would do those shows. I'd oh. love to go to Afghanistan and Iraq and do all that stuff. I always kind of, I always wanted to do that, but they're kind of, I, I haven't gotten on one yet, but I'd, I'd like to. Um, but this was just a luxurious, uh, we stayed at a five-star hotel in Seoul. It was one of the nicest hotels I've ever been to in my life. And then we would just get driven around to these small bases every day, these long drives <coughs> all around the country um, for three weeks and go play at these different bases and then come back late at night um, and sleep in our, yeah.
0: What airline did you fly? <laughs> did you fly Korean Air? Because yes. that commercial for Korean Air makes it look like a nice airline.
1: It is. Did it's fly, kind of ridiculous. Fly, how did
0: they fly you? Business class?
1: It wasn't business class, but it felt coach? like business class. Yeah, it was coach, but it was, um, I mean, they gave us marvelous snacks and things. Were <laughs> marvelous.
0: I don't think I've ever, ever used the word marvelous in my entire life. I don't know anyone who's used that word marvelous. Uh, they give you a good snack? What were some of the oh snacks? Oh,
1: God, the Podcast Gazette a reviewer is going to make mincemeat out of what me. What snacks did they give you? Money? <laughs> They'll say she used words like mincemeat. Marvelous. <laughs> she's like,
0: wow, she's like a 3,000-year-old woman. What, what um...
1: They gave us delightful snacks, uh, things that were wrapped up in little. They had a lot of Korean foods. Korean food's so good. A lot of um, Korean uh, treats, and I don't really know what it was. I just it was stuffed kimchi. it in my face. It was kimchi, I guess. And
0: it's the only Korean food I know. Desserts Mimibab. and
1: yeah and the women came over in, in these like interesting outfits and they were very beautiful you would have um, had sex with them
0: <laughs> How, really well, that is a great airline should, should, would you like some snacks and you can also if you'd like to have sex really And coach yes in coach this is the best airline do you um did you now i'm sure i asked you at the time did you get your miles
1: I didn't get my miles. You were the first one. Oh, that was before God. I was... Now i know. I'm angry. I'll never regret I'm,
0: I'm, You're opening up a wound. Maybe you, I opened up this wound.
1: You took me aside. It's becoming clear during this podcast that you've been a lifelong mentor to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was another moment in my life, another anchor moment where Todd Berry took me aside and said, Rachel, life can be different. You don't have to live like this. You should be collecting miles. You've got to stick to one airline, you said. It was in the comics green room. You took me aside. You were, this time you were angry. This time you were yelling. When it came to
0: Miles, you because raised your Korean voice. Because Korean Air, I'm sure there are partners with like American or something. I, I'm surprised I don't know this off the top of my head. Biggest event. regret of my life, besides my seven abortions. Probably 20, <laughs> you probably walked away from at least 15,000, 20,000. Ouch.
1: Miles. Not good. Do you get good. them now? Now. Oh, I'm collecting up a storm. Are you? I'm a bandit now.
0: I hope you get your hotel points as well. I'm a
1: recluse. But the only problem is I do it with the wrong airline. They don't have enough sister airlines. It wasn't the right choice, but I'm, I'm attached no, to the upgrades. About? Delta. Yes. But see, now that I'm getting the upgrades, I love to be treated like that. And then, you know, I just get to. But do you,
0: you don't. So you, you always fly Delta to get usually, the upgrades? Usually. So what if? And you get the upgrades? Yeah, I'm all, I mean, I frequently... So you must, have your, you must have gotten some status. I'm, I'm a gold,
1: I'm gold Oh, my member. God. That's right, I've got my card. I don't I'll even flash have gold
0: I on... Out. I don't even have silver on Delta. If anyone works for Delta and wants to hook me up, you know how to find me.
1: <laughs>
0: Actually, you don't know how to find me. To find I'm asking you to find me. <laughs> please find me. Do you ever try to get a swag on the road? Do you ever, like... What is? What do you mean? I mean, I don't mean swag like the way the kids say swag. Like, have you ever... <laughs> Have you ever said, I'll give you tickets to my show if you give me a car or something?
1: <laughs> That's a great idea. That's never really occurred there to me. There used to be
0: a guy who, I'm not going to say his name, but he was. A, they used to call it pulling a, and then this guy's name, <laughs> where he would just walk around like, hey, I'll get you passes to my show and...
1: I should do that. That's never occurred to me. Sometimes when somebody, when I go to get a haircut someplace or like do something on the road, I'll be like, oh, if you want to come to my show and then I'll give them the information. And they usually don't. And they, don't, they, don't. they don't come to the show? I'll be like, sometimes that they'll come. But I think feel, a lot of times feel people seem to feel weirdly pressure and then they let me know all their other weekend plans. I'm like, look, I just offered you yeah, a sorry. ticket. <laughs> it's
0: on a date. You know, look over your other free show <laughs> options that people have to pay for and then get back to me.
1: Yeah, I should do that. Do you get free stuff?
0: No, no. I mean, I. Th- there was one time, I. No, th- a handful of times. But no, I don't walk around using it as currency. Right. <laughs> but I will use it as currency if if they put it in my head. Have you? Do you get recognized much from I, your various TV shows?
1: Sometimes, sometimes. Um, I was in the airport last week, and uh, and this guy seemed like he was kind of glaring at me, and then I glared at him back, and then I thought, <laughs> yeah, I just thought he was like. Looking at me weirdly And then he went up And said something very nice About the this Showtime special That I recently did um, Was that the political one? No this was the one with uh, It was Amy Schumer Nikki Glaser Marina Franklin And I And we did a show uh, A Showtime special Called Women Who Kill So it's airing now Oh Yeah That's the
0: first plug Women Who Kill
1: That's right That is a plug. Is that airing now on Showtime? A seamless plug uh, It's airing now On Showtime Yeah It's all of us and it was really fun to make. Those so are all fun. funny people. It was really fun. We had a great time. Where did doing you film that? that? Um, we filmed it at the I forgot the name, but it's downtown. <laughs> you don't need to
0: know that. your. You don't need to find it again.
1: Ski, something ski. Skirball. Skirball. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's at part of NYU. Skirball Center. That's right. I didn't ask to do Women Who Kill, and I know the name of the venue that it was at, and you did it.
1: <laughs> without you
0: So it's Showtime. That means it's Uncensored Nasty
1: Dirty That's filthy. right We're four naughty girls We don't play by the rules We're doing things our way No rules And no apologies <laughs> Fuck yeah That's what we said Before we went on stage
0: How much Fuck time yeah. did you do uh, At H1? Mm. each one
1: We issued about 20 minutes And um, It was fun I'm but, I'm uh, I was happy with it And I rarely feel like that When I watch myself I was like I'm okay with that set Because they didn't Overly cut it up They didn't make any weird choices And I felt good about it.
0: Did you tell them what you wanted cut and everything?
1: Uh, No, I gave them like a few basic notes, but I didn't get too into it. And they they said they were going to pretty much use most of our sets. So even though it wasn't like the set of my life or anything, I liked it a lot because, you know, I'm used to whenever you watch something on TV. I don't know if you feel like this, but a lot of times they just take out these weird parts and the jokes don't make sense. Yeah, I've had them
0: take. Yeah, I've had them once on a show. I'm not going to mention the name. They cut out a. And I've seen that I've heard about other comics Where it's like Someone's telling a story And they just cut it For time And there's like yeah. And suddenly you're like The story doesn't make sense Almost Makes no like sense You're like, like Wait why, why, why are you suddenly In the hospital <laughs> Oh yeah that, that part I got to But they cut it out
1: that constantly happens to me, where they just take the premise of my story and then and then nothing after, or just, yeah, take the end or something like that. And and I, I do feel like that's been hard for me when I have to do TV stuff, because if I have to do a really short set, sometimes it's hard for me to, you know... But then sometimes they'll just cut it in these weird, irrational places. Like, they just literally hacked up the set and paid no attention to if anything was yeah, they're just like, or making sense. Oh, yeah,
0: My job is to get this to 22 minutes. <laughs> I got it to 22 minutes. You did, but there's more to it than, than just... <laughs> Cutting something And then retiming How much you have left
1: That actually happened to me That happened to me a lot On Last Comic Standing Which obviously It's a reality show And I should expect that But you know For all the silly things To happen But it was These very short sets And they kept doing this thing Where I would just have my setup, And that would be it I'd be like sometimes I, this happens, and then I'd never, I'd never go into the story or explain how it happened or anything funny. Really, I would just be presenting you with a scenario. It would be like a <laughs> series of three different scenarios. It was horrifying sometimes to watch. And yeah. then
0: people are home going. That was the whole joke. I, I went to this restaurant. Yeah, where's the punchline?
1: And I would read everything that every anyone wrote about me on a message board when I was on that show. Just yeah, you know, out of stupidity, but um, and it would just be people would be so angry they'd hate me so much. And a lot of times they'd be right about their comments because given what they were presented with, they were making some fine points. There was this guy, Mr. Twat Waffles. That really Mr. Twat Waffles. Well.
0: <laughs> He's, he'd be like, <laughs> he starts out
1: with a, you
0: know, uh, with credibility right there.
1: You're right. Yes, Mr. Twat Waffles would often point out, though he'd be like, "All she's got is premises, nothing but premises with this bitch." And I'm like, "Twat Waffles, is right." You know, with what he's seen, that would be a correct analysis, Mr. Twat Waffles. Mr. Twat Waffles.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, that's the problem because not everyone even Mr. Twatwafel is sophisticated enough to go oh maybe she didn't have control of what they showed and maybe they edited something out but they, it should feel like he should be able to watch that and go it's not like you said I ate at this restaurant uh, thank you Good night. <laughs> it's like you said I ate at this restaurant and then they cut to you know whatever the next scene in in uh, last comic standing was when you guys did comedy while jumping rope or whatever <laughs>
1: And I was settling on a boat, and someone was smacking me for no reason. <laughs> you,
0: you went pretty far in that. <laughs> I was drunk on a boat getting smacked. You went pretty far in that show, didn't
1: you? I I came in seventh. Out of ten? Out of, out of whoever, however many people the audition, but I was in the last ten people. Wow.
0: Did that help your career?
1: It did. It helped my career a lot, so I can bitch about the various things about it that were infuriating, but it was... It was six weeks on NBC and having my stand-up on NBC, so it was great for me. And, and you know, I started headlining at that time and, and getting a lot more work and getting a lot better. The good thing about it is that I, you know, I had, like, anybody going into, like, a situation where you're doing a reality show. There's all kinds of reasons that I thought about not doing it, and they would have been, you know, good reasons and made sense. But... My year wasn't as bad as, as some of them because I didn't actually have to live on a boat. Um, some people did and, uh And I wasn't, it was just the stand-up mainly. The year that I did it, it was just short stand-up sets that obviously often got cut in weird ways. But nonetheless, I didn't have to do anything strange. There weren't a lot of like side challenges no, or weren't. three-legged races or anything like that. <laughs> it was just me doing stand-up. So, um, and then the year I did it, uh, the judges were, um, were Greg Giraldo and... and um, oh, and Natasha and Kindler? And, and Kindler. So. Uh, yeah. It was a good year, and I respected the comics and stuff, so it was cool.
0: Wow. Let think of just a couple more things to talk about, and then I understand you have somewhere to go. I won't ask you where you have to go. <laughs> this is like when, on the old talk shows where the guests had to leave.
1: <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Except we can, that they we can didn't talk. talk for, no, we've been talking for a long, long Wow. arduous it's just been painful
1: <laughs> this has been a tough leathery experience
0: let's talk about what Dense. you have on the horizon you have more road work do you have any acting
1: I, I have um, some more road work I. Uh, what else is going on um, I'm doing a couple of web series uh, one uh, it's it's called Real Advice and the people that made it or it's like a subsidiary because I don't even know what I'm saying but something to do with the BBC (laughs) (laughs) it's a web company that's affiliated with them Uh, anyway so uh, basically people comics come on and they talk about their problems and then we relate it to a movie and then we talk (laughs) about the movie and it's supposed to be ridiculous we don't believe that you come and then I bring up a movie and then you you leave problemless but it's just like a silly absurd the British call it a send up it's a, a send up? Up. Okay. up of a real advice show or whatever I um, So I didn't come up with the idea But it ended up being weirdly fun Because it's just comics coming on and basically, basically doing like panel style material about their lives and So stuff, you just you went know?
0: online and just looked up All the funniest movie titles And you're like, yeah. oh you're suicidal Sounds like you're <laughs> cloudy with a chance of meatballs <laughs> Who got to use that one? That's the, whoever gets that one first Wins the whole thing Who, gets, who comes up with that title
1: I give advice like that anyways When my friends call me with real problems Instead of giving my careful attention to them I just go Hey, we're not in Kansas anymore, huh? I know your beloved mother passed away And this is a web series? (laughs) Yes, yeah, it's a web series, yeah But it was just I ended up doing sort of spoofs of these movies And I got to kind of do characters And impressions of things And um, it was fun to make And then I'm doing this other web series For uh, Official Comedy on YouTube That's the name of the channel And I do... um, a, a lot of a couple of different things, but one of them is I do some like mock offs of that show TMZ, and so um, it kind of breaks off into little celebrity sketches where I play the celebrity spoofing the fake story after it's being pitched in the in the pitch room. Does that make any sense? Did I make sense, Todd?
0: Yeah. Okay. So they show the real story about whoever, whatever. No, it's, just, Lohan, it's a fake sketch. You, okay. No, it's
1: a fake sketch. So I play like the the reporter. And then, or you know, in the reporting room, and then we break off into some sort of absurd nonsense that never really did happen. Like, hey, we've got this footage of, you know,
0: Lindsay Lohan,
1: right? And then I play that celebrity, and then my friends come on and play other. So you've got around. two
0: concurrent web series going.
1: That's right, things are off the chain. I have here.
0: zero web series. I just have this podcast. Oh, it's all over for me. It's all over for me.
1: Todd says that a lot. But I don't know why, because you're always doing <laughs> so much. I do that
0: just to milk it's people. It's just so silly. I just need people to go, no, Todd, it's not over for you. <laughs> hey, but what is <laughs> over? Is this interview?
1: Well, no.
0: do you Just have crunch a- the
1: numbers on Twitter, and you'll see. It is not over for you. You're it's not, launching off.
0: You're not super
1: active on Twitter, right? I'm not. I don't tweet a lot. Yeah. Take that out of the podcast. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> needs to know. I'm not, because again, I'm more of a storyteller, so I find that forum hard I just update mainly on Twitter you
0: you can do that thing where you you just I've seen people do that where they they just write something out in 50 different tweets that's
1: what I should do you're right I should do that because. Although
0: that's annoying, because then if you're not looking the whole time, it can
1: be very confusing. Then you don't follow the story. But I just don't. I'm not. I'm really not good at Twitter. I'll say it. I'm not. Wow, that's more of a storyteller.
0: That could not have been easy for you to confess. like this. What <laughs> no. a terrible. This, well, you're going to
1: get a long uh, email that's, from that's, me about how you needed to remove that. That's
0: going to be. <laughs> a, that's what we call bombshell. <laughs>
1: well,
0: that's I'm a bombshell. <laughs> do you? Um, let's just do a few plugs before we go. You have Rachel-Feinstein.com. Yes. I looked at it. It's got all your tour dates. Check mm-hmm. her out. She's very funny. Thanks, Todd. You have the web series. Are they? Are these on now?
1: Uh, the the official comedy one is already on. Yeah. There's a, there's what What's that others, called? Um, Rachel's Lady Parts.
0: Rachel's Lady Parts.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's and there's other things on there too. It's so if not you if
0: them. you Google Rachel's Lady Parts, mm-hmm. you'll find several choices, and I bet they're all good. But one of them. <laughs> Is your show That was such a cheap joke I made mean, I feel awful
1: You can go to my Facebook page Facebook You can page. go to my Awful Twitter page But I will get, tell you My tour dates And other things I'm up to on Twitter it's Very a, little else Every once in a while I'll have an ironic Is it just
0: thought, at Ra- Rachel Feinstein? But yes Nice you got the name Mm-hmm. I did and I think uh, I, I'm the one Who told you to go On Twitter wasn't I?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, like I said, you've been a lifelong mentor to me. Just,
0: this is just where I confront you with all the things I've done to help you.
1: You usually, yeah, usually just go, hey, Rach, listen up, life tip.
0: Life <laughs> tip. Korean <laughs> Airlines, partnered with American. Go on uh, That might not be right.
1: <laughs> and then you just leave the room abruptly.
0: Well, Rachel, it was great having you. Sorry I've been p- mispronouncing your name for... 16 years but you should have said something I would have been cool about it you should have said it's Feinstein it's Feinstein Uh, abortions how many abortions can one woman have seven
1: that's my one woman show
0: I'm serious you should do
1: that
0: and I almost feel like someone's going to grab it thanks for doing this
1: thank you so much thanks for having me Todd and being my mentor for life
0: sure no problem that's the show for today, everyone. Hope you liked it. Follow me on Twitter at Toddberry. There's Toddberry.com. There's Toddberry Podcast at gmail.com. There's Feral Audio, who helps produce this podcast, among others. You should check them out. I have some tour dates coming up. I'm coming to Chicago, Montreal, New York City, I'm coming to. Coming to New York City to do shows be others added very shortly. Thanks a lot.